Well, 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 hello, folks, and a welcome to We the People. This is the American Soccer Podcast in which you are going to get to know everything, everything, everything that you need to know about the USMNT. My name is Clayton, and I'm a musician. I'm Ty. I manage a web design company. And the We Love the Nats, baby. Get in here, Nips. Nips for days. Flippin' Nips. It's We the People. It's We the People. It's We the People. It's We the People. The game was, doesn't matter what the game was. No, it does. It matters a little bit. The game was USA, USA versus, versus Costa. Anonymous opponent. <laughs> the game was USA versus Costa Rica. Opponent. Everyone in this FIFA simulation doesn't have a photo for their player. Right, right. Um, this, was a, this was a game in which everyone was trying this out for the first time, uh, more or less. Uh, the, yeah, the ref... <laughs> yeah. coach yeah. Berhalter's second i was like man i hope this goes well like, yeah it this was good really <laughs> hop off the rails fast everyone Nobody on... knows what they're doing <laughs> i know everyone on and <laughs> off the field was trying this for the very first time but uh it went fine and we ended up winning so i'm going to tell you all about it but before i do that please remember to rate and review us uh, if you enjoy the show shoot us a five-star please review review I just found I think, our. I just looked at our latest review. It's a doozy. I oh. can't wait for a celebrity to read it. Oh, I'm looking forward I to that it. as well. Uh, we love that when you do that. You love <laughs> it when you do it. It feels good. Do something. You know, do something with your life energy and contribute to this thing that you love, just like we do by giving us a five star review. We'd love that. Also, uh, if you want to kind of chat it up in the in the gaps between sods, we get that. You get hungry. You get thirsty. You want more. Reach out to us at WTP Pod. Find us there because we're always there. And uh, converse with us. Shoot us memes, pics. Um, g- you know, give us your opinions. Do you disagree with us? Do you agree with us? We want to know that. So reach out to us at WTP Pod. And thirdly, perhaps most importantly, uh, as we as we traverse the world of podcast supremacy, we would love it if you could mention to that person you watched the game with that you listen to this episode about that game. Uh, that does so much for us, and it really is the only thing uh, that matters to us is you people, okay? So rates, that's great. Followers, that's awesome. But really what matters is people who get together on a daily basis and watch and love this team just like we do, and we want to bring more in. So you watch the game with someone, I know you did, and you're listening to this podcast now, and they don't know that. So just mention it to them this week. That would that would be do a lot for us, and I, it might do a lot for them. You know, you never know. Please tell a friend. Enough with the housekeeping. I think it's about time we chop this one up. Enough. So let's do it. Let's line them up. Let's line them the f up, because that's what we love to do the most. Oh, wait uh, a second. Wait a second. This looks like the roster from the Panama game. Are you sure this is right? <laughs> Looked like the game from the Panama game as well. Uh, you know what was... As I do this lineup, I want you to envision the, uh, the, the lovely soundtrack that we were gifted. A song that I can only imagine is called Here We Come, because that was 80% of the lyrics. The rest of the lyrics being... Hear the sound of the drum. Okay, folks, 
Are you hearing wow. the sound of the drum? Is this on the Here broadcast? Did I miss it was, this? It was, it was on there. Oh, it was on there. You, it wasn't featured on the broadcast, and, I, and I'm okay. going to be yeah. paying attention for it in the future because it is brutal. This <laughs> Here song, we come. Here we come. Do you hear the sound of the drum? Two gloves. Zach Steffen. Uh, Nick Lima. Walk, or you're, you're, uh, the wingback pairing that you know and love. Ages old. Nick Lima and Daniel Lovitz. <laughs> classic partnership. <laughs> yes. The classic in the sense of MLSiest of all time. Walker Zimmerman and Aaron Long, center back partners. Walk uh, long, baby. Let's walk long. <laughs> yes. Walk long, baby. We, we love amazing soccer players. Uh, especially, and, and we also love really good soccer players like Michael Bradley. Um, but sometimes we just want to get a little Will Trap going. Will Trap, you're my, you're my peep nomination for, for the most work in progress. And that's because <laughs> I really want you to be awesome. Uh, so run yeah. on out there, Will Trap, and do the Bradley thing if you can. Uh, as our number, dual number tens, sort of dual eights, um, center midfield, Fielders, we're going to have Christian Roldan and your boy. Can I say? Can I say this on this air? DJ Orgy. Isha. DJ Orgy. G G G Mihailovich. Your boy. <laughs> love, love me some DJ Orgy. DJ Orgy. <laughs> Protect so your neck. We've got uh, Corey. <laughs> we've got Corey Look Baird out. on the right. Uh, on the left, the the hardest working nipples in America, Polly Areola. Showbiz. <laughs> Showbiz. And as our lone striker, the 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 hope of our nation, rising star of 2015, Giassi Zardes. Folks, this game oh. was uh, sort of a non-starter. It was the hardest working was, traffic cone in Showbiz. <laughs> Get out there, Giassi. Yeah, this this the. the the my story, the recap will come from my eyes, okay? Because I yeah. have the mic. Send us your recaps at WTP Pod. But for me, I wanted to see what Georgi Mihailovic would do uh, with this set of turntables, and it was pretty <laughs> bad out there. He got he got he had some misplaced passes and a lot of uh, a lot. He got a lot of nicks. Uh, he was they, getting, they, yeah. They set out to foul him out of the game, and, and it worked. <laughs> and it worked. Yes. So no goals, first half, scrappy game, a little back and forth. We're playing against, as we mentioned, first-time players uh, for the Costa Rican squad. Maybe not literally first-time players, but, you know, a, a B-list, giving people fringe. Yeah. These are opportunities. So both sides, on both sides, you could tell that that was the case. It was a little bit all over the place uh, and and just not not a very cohesive match. In the second half, DJ Orgy would... <laughs> make way on the stage for Sebastian Legette, uh and Jonathan Lewis uh, would come on into this game. Uh, Giassi Zardes, after having a classically Zardesy traffic coney, although actually had a couple Several. good moments, a couple yeah, good he moments. Did. Give he it did, to him. To Give fair. it to him. Yes, uh, but uh, nevertheless, uh, a very Zardesy performance, replaced by Christian Ramirez, and then we got to see a couple goals. So up until this point. Uh, you know, remember how you felt in the 80, 79th minute about this game, because it's how you should right. feel at the end of this game. Right. However, right. as we uh, said with the, the Italy game, you know, it's like, don't, don't, don't get distracted by things that happen after the 80th minute. That's, that's, right. that's only 12% of the game. You can that's still right. take, a, you can still have takeaways from the other 70, 88%. 
Nevertheless, it is factually true that Sebastian Legette, off of a sweet assist from Jonathan Lewis, off of a sweet forward pass from Will Trapp, would nod home what I understand to be a meaningful goal for him uh, back, you know, all the way back with the Nats scoring again after he picked up that injury when he was hype as fuck. And so here we are. He scores. And then Paul Ariola, well-earned, worked really hard the whole game and, and slots this slots this uh, goal away in dramatic fashion. First of all, like chipping, <laughs> chipping the keeper and then just getting And then chipping decked. himself. <laughs> many, <laughs> many rota- in-air rotations uh, yeah. before finding the ground Good. again. This that is one like of those situations. Daytona 500 where, situations. Yeah. <laughs> just flipping and flipping. It was a Daytona <laughs> situation. This is how you know soccer players are faking it often when they come, when they yeah, exactly, come away from exactly. a collision. Because yeah. when they score, they're fucking fine. Invulnerable. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, sweet goal. You earned it, Pauly. Um, two goals, two nothing. USA wins. Greg Berhalter gets his second win in his second game. We're on our way. Everyone celebrate. Gold Cup Championship coming to us with World Cup shortly to follow. Isn't that right, Ty? Or no? What were your first impressions? So, yeah, you could basically just insert my first impressions from the last game. It seemed pretty much just like an extension of that. Uh, The thing that surprised me most uh, about the, the match was that GB did not make more changes because yeah. that's what we're used to seeing with this camp. So I took that as a little bit of a signal that you ended up with, I just looked over the roster, there were, I think, six players who didn't appear at all between the two matches. Um, there were many repeat subs as well. So like Legette came on again, for instance, and, and Lewis came on again. So it seemed like it was not uh, the normal camp cupcake that he was like, uh, Berhalter's mindset was not, oh, let's get everybody out there. You know, his mindset was this was the best, you know, 15 guys I saw in camp and they're going to get the time. So got to respect that. I like that vibe. Um, and you know, I, we, we continued to see a lot of positive things about the way that the team played. We like, we, we like the shape in theory. Um, though I thought about it after our last episode and I was like, wow, I, I really, I'm I'm really uh, a, a cheap date here because it only took me like one cool idea to be like forget the four three three. Yeah, that's right. We had been pining for the tab so, system, and we're not. Yeah, getting and that's kind of what we thought we were getting was the tab system with the 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 you know lower profile new head coach. But he's come in with with a cool idea. You know, I, I mentioned some of the downsides to it in the last game i think it's going to be much much worse against good opponents so um maybe it's something that we only end up using in games like this like the home qualifiers let's say and i could see that being much more successful than some of the other random crap we've tried uh in those situations so um so so that's a positive but i I, i'm uh you know continue to be hesitant about uh about evaluating where we're going until we can see the team up against some really good opposition yeah, fair enough. Uh, Sebastian Legette and Paul Ariola <laughs> inhabit a very similar space in the world of U.S. soccer, I'd say. Um, one of, you know, we, we're in support of you both uh, for your effort and commitment and, you know, uh, moderate skill set and take, and take nothing away from any of your soccer skills. 
give everything you have to your to to your barbers because you're you're <laughs> killing the hair game, both of you, just crushing Outstanding. it. Outstanding. Uh, but you're not the these that guys thing are stayed not... in place after the flip. As well, <laughs> oh yeah, it did. That, oh that yeah, pomp it did. that's glued on. Yeah, man. That's, that's that's not his real hair. That's that's a toupee. <laughs> this is a it's a three D holographic projection. That's a groundhog they found at the San Jose airport. <laughs> um, they just so, stick that thing on there. So we're happy to see. There's there's a part of me as a U.S. fan that's like happy and excited to see them get get some goals and to get a win. But uh, it's it's hard to really. Um, dive in emotionally on this set of players yeah uh, very much because you know it is it is what it is this is the this is the 11 or you know 15 that we got uh i wonder what the fuck jeremy abobis or sorry what the fuck reggie cannon did in training that made it so that he didn't get that daniel lovitz spot because who the fuck is daniel lovitz yes right Um, right and so it's a weird one and it's like if like i could see the argument against someone like reggie cannon being that he's more of an up and down fullback and that's not what they were looking for but it's like well why did you call him why did you keep him yeah <laughs> it doesn't make a lot of sense there so uh i i don't know i i i'm on the one hand i'm like wow that's kind of rough that those guys came into camp and and didn't play at all and then i think what are they babies you know get better be better in training you know show show up better next time and it, it's good for for the players to feel like this camp is actually like a a really you know hardcore competitive situation and it's not just like this pro forma rite of passage for good mls players you know to get to get a a cap with the nats and feel better about themselves and like be able to say they're a national team player when they go back like no you got to earn that shit so i appreciated that that burhalder's approach was a little bit more uh a little bit more professional i would say there were a couple things that that I just I just want to recap, you know, over the two games that I do adore, just ignoring the system or, or the the formations. And just to set the stage a little bit, we're we're looking past now this camp cupcake, which is maybe can no longer be called that. It's it's the it's the bread camp cutthroat, camp cutthroat baby, cupthroat, whatever <laughs> that means. Can't cutthroat. Uh, we've got <laughs> we've got some games coming in. Uh, March. Okay, we so there's we're gonna see Ecuador, we're gonna see Chile, and then that's about it until the Gold Cup over the summer. So we've got to start to s- talk about how this system, this coach, and this team is going to look in the summer, and that's kind of what we're gonna do today. Is is go a little big picture, look forward, looking back. Yeah. Am I right? So so to give some context to that discussion, here's a couple things that have been prominent across the two games that I adore and which we need to consider when we're evaluating players for how they can fit into the national team because they don't just have to be good, you know, in the abstract, they have to be good at doing these things. So one of them is playing out of the back and you saw a, a ton of times where the, the, uh, these, these new Nats were clearly told you need to play it out of the back and were clearly very uncomfortable <laughs> doing that. Yeah. And we're just like hanging on and hanging on and hanging on. And then sometimes eventually just booting the ball out of sheer desperation. But what you didn't see is the, the normal USM&T pattern of play, which is like two or three passes at the back. And then the center back gets closed down a little bit. And then they just hoof it up for, you know, it's usually Josie. So it's like, well, guess nothing's on. Better try to hit Josie. And uh, that is the least productive play in 
in soccer and and you know the rare occasions that it comes off are are just diminished greatly just totally overshadowed by the you know 95 96% of the times when it when it just does nothing so um yeah no more hoofing the ball straight from defense to attack please uh the the replacement what, for that that's clearly what greg is saying and what yes, do you replace clearly. it with yeah yeah what you the replacement for that are these long passes on the ground from defense to uh strikers or to um attacking midfielders so it's not it's not a pass it's not just like the tiki taka pass from uh the center backs to um the holding mid so it was trap and bradley in the other game it's a pass that goes to roldan or to mihailovic when they're kind of posted up almost like stretching the back line of the the opponent and then at the same time as that pass you have um the wingers uh in this case it was Ariola and baird in the first half um posted up super high so that the midfielder can turn and then the defense either has to press them, which opens up space behind or, you know, lay off them, which gives them plenty of time to turn and, and dribble. So uh, really positive play uh, bypasses a lot of defenders all at once. It's higher risk, but I think it's the kind of thing that if our players are, uh, are used to it, it could be a really important thing tactically for us. Um, and the, a big part of that kind of pass is that the runners have to be there, right? So the, it's it's a lot less about the actual passer than it is about the recipient. You know, the the those two midfielders have to be totally locked in uh, in in every sort of build up situation to make sure that they're continually scanning for openings to to be able to uh, to you know be be open for that pass when it when it is on. Um, and then the last little tactical tidbit that I just adore is trying to get to the byline. And cutting cutting back because it's one of the most effective passes in soccer is a pass from this is like statistically proven the pass the short pass from uh, the sort of corner where the box touches the byline you know um, yep. out right to the center circle so that's the 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 classic cutback that's the the you know finishing touch on a lot of really good attacking play think about uh, Kylian Mbappe's goal in the World Cup final. Sure, uh, indeed, indeed. That yeah, even a little deeper that time. Um so yeah, the the it's it's a tried and true method. It's a lot more reliable than just hoofing a ball in the air to a tall guy. Um and what it does is it it provides a uh a secondary reward to the build up because I I'm it it seemed to me like the players had been instructed just keep putting those in as many as you can over and over and over again. And eventually something is going to happen for us. Um, so, and you, you saw, you saw several goals over the course of the two games that, that came via that uh, route. So um, it also uh, really incentivizes good wing play, which has been a, a huge weakness of the national team over the last uh, cycle or two. Um, and I, I, I like that we're getting wingers involved because it just gives us more of the field to play in where that that zone has typically been kind of like fruitless for the for the Nats. So I love those things. I want those things to continue. I don't I'm a little afraid about the formation shifting thingy, uh, but I love the ball staying on the ground. I love the the quick one twos. A lot of the combination play out wide has been really good, even with this like lo- less talented uh, roster. So when we get the the higher touch group in there, um, I'm just thrilled to see how everything comes together. 
And it may come together quite well. Ty, let's talk a little bit. Uh, let's see. Should we do? Let's. Okay. Here's how we should do this. Let's start with uh, the fishy zone, and then after that, we can bring it all together and perf. maybe do some elevens. How does that perf. sound? Perf. Perf. Okay. Cool. Well, that being said, I do hear a sound, and it's uh, getting louder. It's approaching us. What's that sound? Welcome to the Fishy Report, Fishy Report, welcome to the Fishy Report. Woo! Welcome to the Fishy Report. I love the sound. I love the sound. This is uh, the section of the show in which we discuss any player that is eligible for a U-something team for the Nats, which means we're talking about the future. Ty, uh, give us a quick update on after the last Fishy Report, I, I went onto my Fubo account and I watched that game in which Tyler Adams played... <laughs> Uh, for RB Leipzig and crushed it in a 4-0 uh, win over there. And I think he's uh, he's there are two players on Leipzig's team that are more important in that game than, than even Tyler Adams was. Uh, but I, I, I kind of can't remember their names right now. J- so I Jacob maybe Paulson is the one. He's, that's the man. That's the homie. No, it's mid, midfield guys. Paulson's great. Uh, but it's the mid, hold on. So jelly. Okay. I'm going to like totally. Demma. 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 Demma's good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm getting, I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm thrilled. I've been watching Leipzig. I got to watch both Tyler Adams games. Spoiler (laughs) alert. Uh, while, while you look that up, I'll recap the second game. He played uh, the the first match uh, we told you about on, on our prior show. Then he followed that up with another 90-minute sh- shutdown, lockdown performance uh, as, as Leipzig beat Bobby Woods' Hanover 3-0. And he had essentially a mirror image of the first game. He was super clean and sharp on the ball. He was confident. He dictated play. He uh, combined super well with the other midfielders. He, he found a spot for a shot, which was a, a pretty strong effort. Um, so he just continues to look super comfortable and, um, and, you know, like, like the level of quality that they need. So they have a cup match, uh, this Wednesday in a couple of days. So I'm psyched to see if he gets time in that. And then of course the Bundesliga game at the weekend, but he's already got 180 minutes under his belt uh, over the course of the three games. So beyond a, a good start, uh, much, much better than, than we had been even hoping for, for Tyler Adams. Yeah, he looks. I'm, at, I'm on their website now. They have this awesome, like the way they do the Leipzig does their team sheet is like with these sweet ass. Oh yeah, their graphic car, design like, department is. Yeah, absurd. it's yeah. sick. They it's like these photos that look like <laughs> cartoons of them in the locker room getting ready or like thinking or something like that. They're all doing fully nude. They're all doing different. <laughs> yeah, one of them is just nude. They're all doing different things. It's Tyler like Adams looks amazing. Yeah. He's looking out with the with the with those the sharp focus of a winner. Uh, and it was uh, Marcel Sabitzer and Diego Dema that I, I was thinking in that game are like are crucial, um, but they are much older than Tyler Adams and not that much better. And Tyler can do what they're doing. Yeah. I think um, he's so it's a, pretty it, exciting it, stuff. It's, it seems to me like mm-hmm. he's kind of a, uh, a replacement level RB Leipzig midfielder. You know, he's part of the pool. Uh, that's, that's how I'm, I'm reading the situation. Which is uh, just you know fine, but he's nineteen and he just got there, so it yeah, just makes you think. In, you know, in six months with the with the preparation of being in preseason, 
you know, going into next year, he he just he's on a a, a rocket rocket trajectory right now in the global game, and I I it, it really wouldn't wouldn't surprise me if in you know three four years he was playing at one of the biggest clubs in Europe and and actually playing. I I I think he's just that fantastic. Hell yeah! Who's next? Uh, Sargent, Sar- Josh Josh Sargent. Um, had a golden opportunity with 45 minutes. The uh, um, Werder Bremen was, was down in a match. They brought him on at the half over the weekend. And he stunk it up and wasn't very good, which is okay. Uh, he's still, you know, finding his rhythm in the in the Bundesliga. And luckily, he's been able to get that goal already. So it's not this story of, you know, is it worth it to keep giving time to the kid. Um, so that, that should keep a little bit of the pressure off. But, uh, you know, a, a bump in the road. Uh, but I think Sargent will continue to get plenty of time with the the first team. Uh, what's going on with the kid at Bayern? And yeah, Chris Richards. So about him, yeah, uh, yeah, we for, we forgot to report this uh, on the last show. By which I mean I forgot to report this. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Chris Richards. Uh, he has been at Bayern since the beginning of this year on loan from FC Dallas. Uh, Dallas and Bayern have kind of a, a partnership in place of sorts, where um, a number of uh, Dallas prospects have been going over to Bayern. Um, and so he went over earlier this, this uh, in the last transfer window over the summer and got time with the first team. He impressed them so much that he was on the, you know, tour of China, U S Indonesia, wherever, uh, with, with Bayern. And he played, uh, two or three friendlies over the summer and did really well, uh, drew a lot of plaudits and, and he was, you know, quoted by, by some of the top brass there as being an, a, a part of their plans going forward. Um, so he's he's been in the playing in the youth team uh, since then, and he played well enough to earn a permanent transfer from FC Dallas to Bayern Munich. The transfer was for one point two five million dollars. This is for a United States U twenty player who has never played a minute at senior level for his MLS team. Just let that sink in. One point two five million dollars for an American kid. So it's TV that's, though, it's t- that's that TV money. It's that TV money, but it's it's TV money we weren't getting ten years ago. So, uh, so good on you, Chris Richards. Um, I hope your your cut of that is feeling mighty good in your college fund. Um, you know, buy yourself a uh, buy yourself a Star War, but put the rest in your college fund, <laughs> kid. <laughs> A Star War. <laughs> so, uh, Chris Richards, now a professional Bayern Munich player, uh, seems to be in their plans for the long term, and you know, clearly, clearly highly rated there. So, I'm excited to see if he gets more time in the summer tour of you know, uh, wherever uh, Antarctica. <laughs> I don't know. Morocco, the moon, we'll see. Wherever Bayern <laughs> decides to go this year. Yeah, they um, got fans everywhere. Got fans everywhere. And maybe a maybe a cup match on the horizon. Could d- d- dare to dream cup match someday. Um, we'll see. I'm major skeptical. I'm major skeptical. I'm major skeptical. But you you because it's, it's like, fair. They they've got the best. They've got the best, but they're also not afraid to promote. Um and speaking of, I have another uh, a non-US fishy report. Ooh, this is ne- I've never done this on this air. Uh, a young man by the name of Alfonso Davies, Fonzie, Canadian lad 
from the Vancouver Whitecaps. Went over to Bayern. He's, uh, I believe, he's 18 now, 17, 18. Um, he transferred over the, the winter. And he has made several appearances already for Bayern's first team. So he went straight from MLS to the bench at Bayern Munich and is getting time. Wow. And so this is a Canadian gentleman, so not directly relevant to the Nats. But if Davies is able to succeed at Bayern and, and you know become an actual uh, important part of what they're doing and, and really impress, that is going to be a huge deal for every MLS academy. And, and you know a lot of that is going to be splash uh, uh, bonus, bonus points for um, American kids. So, you know, this is, this, make no mistake, we're not just treading over, you know, the same kinds of cyclical things that have happened in the past. Like, these are unprecedented things that, that uh, a a top 10 team in the world would sign an American, you know, 19 year old who's never played a senior match for $1.25 million, or that, uh, that a kid could go straight from MLS into, the first team at that age. Like the closest I can think of is, is Tim Howard who went over at, I think like 22 or 23 um, and went to, to Man U and, and was playing fairly quickly, but I, he still had to wait a little while too. So, you know, the, the fact that Alfonso Davies is already getting, getting important minutes for a team that's that big is, is a really big deal. And uh, I, I wish him all the best. Just don't score against us in any FIFA competitions. Thank you. Excellent. Um, Thank you. One more, uh, yeah, one, one more, more, one more. Very important fishy is is Tim Weah, or as he's better known, Timo. <laughs> All right. <laughs> the I can, Scottish. I can hear the Guinnesses as <laughs> clinking, clinking in the background. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, uh, as is their their way. The the Scottish have renamed Timothy Weah. It was not enough for him to be named Timothy Weah. He's now. Timo and every social media post, every goal he scores, they go, good on you, Timo. So um, <laughs> that's delightful. They made him, uh, they, you know, it was a Super Bowl weekend last weekend. So they, on social media, they made him sit down and name all 32 NFL teams, which he did. Um, nice. And, uh, and, and, you know, that was their, their primary interest in him. Um, he also came off the bench in their most recent league match, and he assisted a goal, and then he scored a goal. So it was nil-nil when he came in, and it was 2 nothing when he went out. Um, so that's that's quite a thing. And he's up to now, I, I checked his season stats, he's got 270 minutes or 280 minutes between PSG and Celtic, and he's scored five goals and has one assist in that stretch. Damn, so that's dude, quite a variety of situations and and scenarios for sure but that is consistent results wherever you've put him um so quite impressive and and the manner of these goals were very good uh, again it was you know byline cutback uh for both of them one he was on the end of it and one he was the the deliverer um so just super strong and and i'm i'm pumped to see him with the the full nats Speaking of the full Nats, uh, I think it's been long enough since we tried to lay out a, a We the Peeps, a WTP eleven. Uh, so let's it's do good one. time. Uh, we're gonna have we're gonna do an eleven, maybe maybe two or maybe one and a half. Maybe Ty will give his eleven, and then I will hindsight in there with my white horse and make a couple changes that I would have made. 
All right. Uh, the rules for this will be it is the Gold Cup uh, competition. It's technically a competition, although Ty's feelings about the Gold Cup uh, may come into play here. So it's not the World Cup. It's the Gold Cup. It's not a friendly. It's the Gold Cup. Uh, and it's tomorrow. So nothing's going to happen other than what we already know. Right. So uh, what do you, what do you, what do you, what are your thoughts here? Yeah. My, my caveat there is that for me, the gold cup is still practice for the world cup. So I'm not interested in any players who it seems like are on the outside looking in when it comes to the world cup in four years. Um, keeping in mind also that it is, it is four years from now. I mean, it's 3.9 years from now. It's not three and a half years from now. So it's, it's even longer for older players to, to have to be ready because it's going to be in the winter. So, um, so I'm, I'm basically just excluding, I'm excluding pretty much everybody over 30 except for Bradley, which I know would, is an unpopular opinion, but I think Bradley's, I'll get into that. I, I'm good. I'm good with Bradley. Um, but I'm, I'm saying goodbye to, I wrote down a couple of the, the USMNT alums who I'm saying goodbye to. I'm not sure if you're, if you are as well. Who you got on there? uh, So Jeff Cameron, thank you for your service. Uh Uh, uh Josie, for now, thank you for your service. I'm I'm perfectly willing, if you're red hot in the 2022 MLS season (laughs) and you're you're scoring goals by by the boatload, come on back. We know what we have in you, Josie. But for now, let's uh, let's give time to some other players. Um, Tim Ream, I, I briefly had the thought that, man, Tim Ream would be awesome in this Greg Berhalter system. And he really would, but he's just too old. Uh, Fabian Johnson. Oof, that's a Golf claps, that buddy. I love Fabian Johnson. Great player. Never, never had the chance to make his mark the way that I wish he could. Um, and Jeff Cameron, thank you for your service. I'm sorry it didn't work out. Oh, I already mentioned him. Shoot. Oh, Alejandro Bedoya. Last yeah. one. Yeah. Thank you no, for your no service. Bye, 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 bye. Bye now. Bye, 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 bye. Get on in here, Christian Roldan. So uh, the, those, are, those are just a, or some, not. Or some examples. Not. <laughs> I'm just thinking of the next, the next Alejandro Bedoya. DJ I think it's probably Orgy. Christian Roldan. DJ Orgy is the ne- he, Christian Roldan <laughs> is the next Alejandro Bedoya. DJ Orgy is the next mixed discarude. <laughs> it's, it, uh, oh, I wish it were not true, but it looks to be true. And um, I think I think he's better. We'll see. So we'll what's see. let's so, let's start from the back. You you're, we'll start you must have Zach Steffen. Am I wrong? I oh, you you do yours first. Do you I want go Steffen? Zach Steffen. I mean, I go Zach Steffen Guzan on the bench, uh, ready to help the president camp. Okay, because of the playing out of the back thing, I'm going to go with Steffen. But I think it's it's really a toss up skills-wise between him and Horvath. I love Horvath. Keep in mind, Hor- the last, I forgot you know, about Horvath. last major action we saw from Horvath was keeping three clean sheets in a row in the Champions League. So, um, what, not, a, not a bad resume builder no there. No small feet. No small feet. All right, so, so Horvath in the mix there. But, I, but let's, let's, we're going to both go with Stefan. And I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, for the system's sake. Uh, at center back... I'm definitely, I'm definitely in in on uh, John Brooks. Yep. Um, and one I of the think, few things that we know in this world. Yeah, we're in on John Brooks. I, I'm I'm interested in in Walker Zimmerman. I'm interested in Aaron Long. 
I'm not I'm not saying no. It's not a hard no, but I, I still do think Miazga's a, a cut above. I think Miazga was just as good in MLS. And I, I have to think he's gotten better, even though he's had this like really lengthy spell of not playing that much. I think I, I just think he's he's really solid and, and I, I want him in this system and I want his attitude and his charisma out there. Yeah. We're all yeah. about charisma. Yeah. Um left back. This is a tough one. This is a tough one because we've seen a lot of Viafania, and he's in the age range, right, that we're looking for. Uh, yeah, yeah. He's Still on the, the upper range. end of that. Yeah. Uh, we've we've now seen Daniel Lovitz to, to no effect whatsoever. Ben Sweat. <laughs> oh, ben Sweat. Oh, boy. I'm, I'm a no on those gentlemen. So I'm, I'm, I think I'm just going to default to Anthony Robinson. I mean, I think he's, he's not the style. That that we need. That's, that's something that concerns me. But but he's he's competent and uh, and I think he would he would do a fine job. But I, I, about, I think it's a an area what that about like could be a, solved. Yeah. Sorry about that. Yeah. Uh, what about a like a converted center back? Like what about Cameron Carter Vickers over there? Sure, sure. I'd be down to experiment. I have I have a, a an experiment on the other side. Who's you got on the other side? So my other side is Darlington Nagby. What? This is who I want playing the Nick Lima role. What? He's, he's got crazy. He's got speed on D. He's always been a competent defender. And his touch is, is redonkulous. His best performances for the U.S. have been in the center of midfield, which is a hard, hard place for him to crack normally. But as this kind of hybrid right back midfielder combo and as a, a link in the chain trying to get the ball from back to front i i love nags and i think he'd be he'd be a, a little bit of extra quality on top of our extra uh, on top of our normal options out wide all right all right nag that's that's a left field choice uh let us know what you think at wtp pod i'm not against it i'm not for it i'm gonna throw out one other possibility and then we can move on to the midfield which mm-hmm. is what if we had the um, like the slotting player be on the other side? So sure. that would yeah, allow us to that. have Yedlin yeah. as a as our as the one that switches yes. between sort of being a center back yes, most of yes. the time, and then on the other side, uh, an, a centrally mid a centrally minded maybe a Darlington Nagby, maybe a Anthony Robinson. Um, Something like that. I was going to mention Mr. Yedlin because for the same reasons, I, I hadn't contemplated switching the side. That that's per, too obvious. I should <laughs> I should have thought. No, of I don't know. But, yeah, and I don't know what, how difficult that would be for the players. I it's yeah a little yeah. Bit and hard it, for me it, to say. You know, right footer, left footer could could be tricky. But assuming you can, um, I've I've just been feeling like Yedlin doesn't really fit in this system, which I guess is a. a a nod in the in favor of a converted center back on the left instead of Robinson because they're very similar. Um, Yedlin's just much much ahead of of where Robinson's at. But uh, Yedlin Yedlin was on my is on my team as a super sub to come on and play winger because and I, I after, hate to all this again. after all that <laughs> after all that but in the in the gb system i mean how many times did you see nick lima making you know an overlapping run on the right or or no, love it's not, you know yeah. bombing deep to to touchline like that's just not a not point. a thing so i it, it's hard to see where those players fit in but yedlin i mean you know he's he's 
competent in that in that role for sure. And if 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 at least for the Nats it was consistent, I think that wouldn't be too unproductive. All right, so it's we got some questions that we still need to answer in the back, uh, but that's that's what we got for you at the moment. You know, I think potentially Miazga could play the 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 outside con, like sort of center back ish, and then with Cameron, yeah, I could Carter, see that. Well, still in the I middle. could see, I, yeah, I could see Miazga left and then Zimmerman, something like that. Something like know. that. Yeah. So yeah, what are you doing for the midfield? You you got Bradley at the six. I got Bradley, and uh, I know I know it's not popular, but I think the the role that they're asking Bradley to play is not. It's not putting the same amount of tread on the tires as as some prior roles that he's played for the Nats, and he's just class. He's, his his touch is good. His passing is good. He's his vision is great. Leadership's there. I think it's worth it. It's I'm, and I'm not talking about thirty year old Michael Bradley. I'm talking about thirty four year old Michael Bradley. This is I'm I'm committing to if healthy and if he maintains his level. Like this is the player who I want being in that spot. Yeah, I'm I'm with you on that. Uh, who do you have? It seems like there's only two obvious choices for that number, the dual tens uh, position, the pressing midfielder. Well, maybe not so much DJ pressing, Orgy. Yeah. yeah, it's clearly DJ Orgy and both. Uh, who do you have for those positions there? Got the founding fathers, baby. <laughs> boys. It's your boys. Adams and McKenney. Oh, so good. Yeah, we they're just they just they're they're moving on in leaps and bounds, and I'm I'm proud yeah. of them, and I want them in my team. Yeah, I think another way you can swing this is to have Adam Tyler Adams as the six in in three and a half years, and then uh, McKenney and Polisic as the tens. Yes, or, that would be or, that would know. be reasonable. the The argument against that, and I obviously I have Polisic on the wing, um, is that we're just so short on on wingers. Like there's there's a, a number of prospects coming up who are promising, but um, you know just for pure attacking wing play, we're so lacking. And Pulisic, um, his his best moments uh, for for Dortmund certainly have been uh, in a just screaming winger role, where he does that weird thing where it's like it looks like the players should be getting the ball off of him, but they can't, and he just somehow like slaloms between a bunch of players and then he either like cuts inside and lays a pass off or he goes wide. He's just, he's just great. It's just, he's just like a knife through butter making those runs yeah. from near the, near the halfway line. You know, he picks up the ball from, from peace check and then he's, he's off and running and, and I want him to be doing that for the Nats too. I love when he, when he pulls the strings and, and play makes, but I think against better teams, it's just more valuable to get more of your talent out there. Yeah, I'd I just go no will trap, just either Adams or Bradley. Uh Polisic, I don't see him as a central player. I see him as a winger. Uh but he's always an option there and there may be a, a there may be in the next few years somebody to come in to one of those 10 spots that that we love, but this is the Gold Cup and it's happening tomorrow. So I go Bradley, Tyler McKenney, and then Polisic on the right. Do you have him yeah, on the right? I, I'd like okay. him on the right. And who do you have on the left? Because we've, uh, you know, I've I like Tim Weah on the left, but I don't know that you have him there yet. I think I like Tim Weah on the left. I I would like to see because we got we got to see a lot of Tim Weah, and we didn't get to see a lot of Amon. We got we got hey, like seventy minutes of Amon, the American Marcus um, Rashford, and we got. We got no minutes of uh, of Dwayne Holmes, who's doing really well at uh, Derby County in, in England, and, and looks like he could play that role for us. 
Um, so I'd like to see those guys, but with, with caveat there, um, I think Wei is, he, he, he's by uh, whatever means he's proving himself to be a competent pro. And, it, and we kept thinking that this, this, uh, Cinderella story would end, you know, this slipper is going to fall at some point <laughs> and he'll be exposed to just be a, you know, the son of a famous player and not a great player himself, but he's just been doing really well. And, you know, I, 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 I'm just like hesitant to, to get too hype about him. I feel like I'd be more hype if he wasn't Tim Weah, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I, you know, just on, on the resume on, on this season, I think you could put his resume, of what he's done, you know, in the last couple couple weeks, up against any of the other candidates, and so I think I think he's in. Yeah, I'm with you there. If it was a if it was a player by another name tearing it up at Celtic and never went never went to PSG, just just traded to Celtic, started doing well, I think it, we'd be super ready to to let this person onto the eleven. There's just that Gideon Zalalem hangover of like a player Absolutely. at a big team, yeah. you know, not playing. And saying that they're a big deal and then never becoming anything. That, but, right. but as you said, he's doing it. You've mentioned that you're letting go of the Josemer. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm letting cool go of Josemer. So you know You've where I'm going one more with this. Position I think there's only two. There's really only two choices up. It's up either top. Bobby Wood or the boy who would be king. The boy who would be king. Remember I was. I was. Tomorrow. I was going to say basically like if you if you want um, anyone aside from Josie, you got to go for Sergeant. Because they, 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 you know, they play in the same league, and and Bobby Wood is just, just not getting it done. And um, you know, the biggest knock against Sargent is that he didn't score in his latest forty-five minute appearance, and that is what Bobby Wood has been doing in ninety minutes the whole year. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. you know, I just can't. I, and, I, and for many years, for years, and, and for years, and for it's years, a miracle he's you, still Bobby in Wood. that league. He must be God, a great we guy. We love him. We love him, but he, he's he's just not good enough for the for the Nats. And I, I don't mind him as a you know a bench option. I think he'd be good as a sort of like you know he could play any of those front three positions potentially in a pinch and and like good at closing down a game, good at good at out physicaling an opponent who's out physicaling us. Um, I could see that, but but I, I want I want Joshi Poo out there, and I think he's ready. Yeah, he's he's got plenty of experience with the Nats at least. And you know that that's in in when push comes to shove, I think you got to pick the the best player. And we've already gone through this team, and we found spots to get experience into the team. Like I would I would say that Christian Pulisic at this point is an experienced player. Um, I would say Tyler Adams at this point is also an experienced player. John Brooks certainly, Matt Miazga, and then you have Bradley. Um, so these these guys, you know, we're used to thinking them as young and needing the help, but I, I think they're just they're full fledged pros at this point, and and uh, so there will be plenty of uh, leadership and people to pick Joshi Poo up when he's down, and you know, give him give him a give him an earful when he's when he's too confident. All right, there you have it, folks. Yeah, I I, I would go Josh Sargent uh, tomorrow as well. So we're we're aligned for lack of a better option. Uh, pretty much, I think so. Yeah. All right. I All I right. do. Ho- I yeah. No, I think I think if you I'm wanted to that. win think... the gold cup, though, like if you, if your principal goal as the federation was to win the gold cup, I think I think I'd go for Josie tomorrow. Tomorrow, I yeah, I hear you on that. I'd go um, for Fabian Johnson over Wea for sure. I'd go for Jeff Cameron over uh, Miazga. 
Yeah, I think Jeff Cameron, you're right. I kind of like, I do want to win the Gold Cup. I do think it's important, even though it's not the World Cup. I think it goes a long way to uh, bring people into the sport. If we pick it, if we're, our team's on TV carrying a trophy, I think that helps a lot and it matters and um, it matters to the yeah, players. I, I and, buy that argument. Yeah. That That's a sound argument. So uh, that being said, yeah, I do think Jeff Cameron's in the picture for me. I don't, um, for whatever reason, feel inclined to bring Josie back into this. I just don't see it yeah, just... working out. Um, and I genuinely think Tim Weah is better than Fabian Johnson right now. Wow. Okay. So if, if in the, in the world where we want to win the, the gold cup, I would, I would at least go for Fabian Johnson as the center midfielder slash fullback over nags and then you have nags. i would do that yeah i'm cool with nags that. to, to sub in that. on the yeah, wing fabian's maybe. fabian's yeah. ready for that shit he was born oh, for that yeah. shit and then i, I and then we I have yedlin maybe on that uh, as maybe the, yeah. on the other or you side. go you put cameron in i mean i think cameron would be a great oh yeah no Cam- yeah guy. he's played Absolutely. he's played plenty of right Absolutely. back for stoke yeah so that would True so that. so yeah I, I would i would not be upset if the if that was the way that that gb went and i think that team would actually be pretty damn good it would definitely be better for sure to include, you know, those two players in particular, that would really class up the the situation here. Yeah, um, but something tells me that Fabian Johnson and Jeff Cameron are not the center focal point of the discussion. They're, they're not. That, that they're feels not. to me like a WTP take. Uh, <laughs> it's probably more both, an outdoor. Both players, you know, incidentally, not not super scarred by the disaster. You know, these are these are Jeff Cameron was was booted prior to the Trinidad game. Um, right. And Fabian Johnson was, was I think, injured for that, that camp and, and missed a lot of the qualifiers. So I think there are, there are players who, like, if, if Burhalter's in that mindset, and I'm sure he is, of, like, let's, let's win the damn trophy, um, then they're, they, they should be considered. And, uh, you know, I, I, I wouldn't hate it. I'll, I'll, I'll give you that. But I, I, I feel like I'm, I'm playing FIFA on career mode all the time, so I just want all that XP. For these young fishies, you know that XP man. It's a limited resource. We only we 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 can get more of everything but time. Ty, what should people have their eyes on over the next uh, month and a half or month or so before we reconvene? What 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 games should they check out potentially, or what players should they be watching? if they want to support the Nats. So uh, Tim Weah and Celtic, I don't know the exact dates, but they're in the Europa League round of 32. Exciting round of 32. And so it would be awesome to see Tim Weah play in Europe for for the first time. I think that would be super awesome. Um, So watch out for that. You can always watch Bundesliga. I mean, it's it's popping off. It's popping off in a way that we thought. Yeah, yeah, you can't swing a... A, a schnitzel without hitting an American out there. <laughs> um, and also just, just by the way, um, Deandre Yedlin is starting and succeeding with Newcastle United who recently like, get this Deandre Yedlin recently went 90 in a win over Manchester city. <laughs> it's insane. It's insane. And it was like, it like barely moved the needle in us soccer circles. which are like so spoiled with these, you know, 19 year olds who are, who are doing great. So, um, that's, that's amazing. That's an amazing place to be. So if you just, if you want to be like retro and cute and twee and watch the English premier league, like people used to, 
you could totally just dip into some English Premier League and you can have a great time. You know, it's not as good as Bundesliga, but, you know, it's still it's still fun. It's nostalgic <laughs> to look back and think like, what an adorable little league that we used to love and pay attention to, you know? Sarcasm, sarcasm, sarcasm. <laughs> don't, don't at me. Liverpool fans, don't at me. Kwame, don't at me. <laughs> just joking, just joking. Reach out to us at Twitter at WTP Pod five stars and tell a friend, please. I hope you've uh, enjoyed enjoyed the show, folks. I love it when an uh, uh, the scent of a deodorant combines with your natural body scent, okay, and mm-hmm. creates a third scent that is pleasurable to mm. the to the senses. very pleasurable. <laughs> Not too pleasurable. <laughs> oh, uh, not too pleasurable. Sorry. <laughs> I I I like if there's a, if there happens to be a reflective surface showing me um, a reflection of me in my place of sleep. I prefer to cover that up uh, because I I I don't know that I have a well defined superstition about that, but I feel the heebie-jeebies. This reminds me of Korean fan death. Look it up. <laughs> And I love tiny little rocks. Not not rocks you find in nature, the kind you find in <laughs> gift stores that have been that have been manicured, polished to perfection, and then sold to you at an inordinate price. But I don't love any of that shit as much as I love the gnats. Let's, Let's go, go boys. boys. Get ready for March, baby. It's we the people. It's we the people. It's we the people. It's we the people. Okay. Uh, allow me to present a couple K dot thoughts. Please do. Please do. Come at me correct, Kevin. Firstly, uh, K dot would before the episode aired, he sent me uh, an image of the stadium from the last game and said the stadium is 90% empty and the cheapest ticket is 50 bucks scratching chin emoji USMNT has no idea how to build a competitive roster or a fan base excellent uh, and then the second thing Agreed. A, a plus text that Kevin sent was during this the most recent game versus Costa Rica antonyms for the word composure one imbalance two wildness three Giassi Zardes. All right, that's good. (laughs) That's perfect. Thank you, KDOT.